You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. I think it's only appropriate that we start off right off the bat with, um, you got like one day to take advantage of the $50 off for the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. I, I was just about to say, aren't we like one month away? We're in the countdown. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it is right around the corner, literally. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so we're doing the last push to try to get you to come join us because it's going to be worth it. And with some of the, you know, preliminary things you'd have to get done and set up to be able to come, like airline tickets and stuff like that, we want to make sure you got plenty of time to join right. us. So we're pushing, uh, if you join now between now and August 20th, Midnight, then, August yep, 20th. Central time. Then you can save 50 bucks. And that 50 bucks will buy you a really nice dinner somewhere on Saturday night while you're there. Yes, it would. So, so yeah. come join us because registration's going on. It's going to be a fantastic four days. Um, and I think that's all we need to say about it, isn't it? Is there something else? I just want to encourage couples to make time for this. Yeah. Make time to get away. If you haven't listened to the episode that we did on the novelty of getaway sex, you need to listen to that. Yep. There's definitely something about packing a suitcase, getting out of your own four walls, getting on a plane together. There's, it's just so much anticipation and titillation and yeah. we're gonna have so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be a fantastic four days. Um, but now I'm gonna, to this is a whiplash turn on that, uh -oh. okay? Don't need to put on my seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might, because we're gonna go the other extreme because this is, this show is something that's been brewing in my head for a while. Okay. Uh, it's largely stems from, uh, you know, a thread of emails that we get regularly from our listeners, which is fantastic because we have the sexiest listeners on the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. And they, they let us know what they think and they ask us questions and they give us topics for shows. And that literally is what we talk about as we unfold this program. Yep. So if you want to join that and speak up, please send us something to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Also jump on iTunes, give us reviews. I'm assuming Stitcher has a way to give us reviews. I mean, however you listen, there's probably a way in today's social media. I mean, for all that, put it on Twitter. I just say, you know what? Sexy Marriage Radio rocks. That's awesome. There Hasht you go. Hashtag and, Sexy Marriage Radio rocks. <laughs> and I know that I send out the episode every Wednesday morning via Facebook mm -hmm. message. So if you're not my friend on Facebook, become my friend yep. and you can distribute it to all your Facebook friends too. Okay. So here's, here's the, let me just set the stage. So you've got a marriage going on and it starts off okay. You know, sex is sex is okay. It's kind of new and you're learning it and but then something happens and it starts to wane. You know, okay. you, have, you have children. Which is which is usually the three to five to seven year mark sure. beginning. Sure. But yeah. I mean it, but there's also life circumstances that happen. You know, there's you could have children. And, pregnancy and, and that's yep. gonna that, that throws off hormones and that mm -hmm. changes chemicals in inside your brain, maybe. And you know, right. it, or you can have a sick family member, yep. which is really distracting and draining. Yep. Or you could yeah. have um, your 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 stress load at work just dramatically or, increases. Or you've got depression. Or financial problems. Right? Or you got depression, <laughs> anxiety going on, and so you get on some medication, and that wipes out any kind of libido you may have, and a drive mm -hmm. and interest. So, uh, let me, I guess just let me start it by just asking you, because this is something you've alluded to before, Shannon. Okay. Is is sex? a natural function a biological drive yeah is it just something that's a that a natural normal person should have a baseline drive towards 
I can't imagine that it's not simply because I know how many single people are wailing over the fact that they have this overwhelming sex drive, but no partner. And what are they supposed to do with all this sexual energy type of a thing? So I do think that it's natural, but then again, I know that sexuality is as unique as your fingerprint. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that I can't say unequivocally that it's a universal drive. What okay. are you, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think first, this has to be parsed out a little bit. First, yes, it's a natural drive to to help perpetuate the species. Right. That's it. This is the way God wired us. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that that there is an interest just on a biological level at some point in a woman's cycle or a man's cycle cuz men go through cycle it's just not as pronounced as women. Right. At some point there's a spike of a hormone that creates an interest. Yeah. In it. But what I have constantly come across in my practice, and then even with the people I work with online or people that email us in, the, in my, my show, or, you know, this show or my site, with this, there seems to be an underlying belief that if I have no libido at all, then there's something wrong. There's something major wrong. And typically that underlying belief is from the partner of said no was... libido. I was going to say, now the person who's thinking I have no libido usually has no problem with that. It's the spouse that's like, Fair enough. they don't have a libido. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you have no interest in sex ever. You never even talk about it. You never bring it up. You never initiate. Wish you never had to do it. It right. would be fine if you were never touched below the belt again. Right. So, I, I don't know. I mean, my thought is, I don't know if that's necessarily anything wrong. Well, I mean, my first reaction is there has to be a psychological reason behind that. Because, Corey, you are the one who has so eloquently explained how there's a psychological reason behind everything that we do, okay. behind every feeling that we have. Sure. And I have seen women come into my Women at the Wall workshops and unpack some of the stuff that's happened to them in the first 20 years of their life. And you're th sitting there thinking, no wonder you have no sex drive. You have associated sex with something right. Painful, degrading, abusive, belittling, scary, right. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes I do think that there's a psychological reason to it. But I guess, I again, I can't say that unequivocally that's a universal thing. I guess that there are some people that maybe they've never been sexually abused. Maybe they've been never never been sexually traumatized. They just simply don't like sex. Yeah, they just Bottom don't have, line, yeah. no other reason. They just don't like it. Okay, well, and here's where I want to kind of clear, clarify. Because this is not about uh, – I'm not having a discussion of – the person that doesn't like sex, there's nothing wrong necessarily. I, this is more how do we differentiate between the person that doesn't have a natural drive in the sense that throughout their daily life, even could go months or years, without some outside force, they would have no interest in sex. Okay, that's where I think nothing wrong. Okay, that's I, what yeah. that, that could be because of the meaning where so, you're talking about, the history, the childhood, whatever. But there's a difference between that person and the person that has no interest in sex and does everything they can to avoid it. And because there's a per, you know, if somebody that's having a natural drive or libido to it, but they can get involved in it and they actually mm -hmm. enjoy it when they are involved in it. Mm -hmm. To me, that seems kind of normal. Okay. Now, now you're talking, in my mind, you're talking about two different things. Right. Like, I, like, yes, there's the person who has shut down their sex drive for psychological reasons because of what they've experienced. And then I thought you were alluding to the fact that some people consider themselves asexual, that they literally 
don't have any desire for sex. They don't have a drive for sex. They don't, they do not want sex period. End of discussion. Right. But now, now you're talking about people who they don't have the natural driver inclination until they're touched. And then that's when they come alive. Right. They can't get into it. Cause this is the stuff I hear from the high desire partner in that instance. Go ahead. I, you, you've got a thought. I can see it. You, you, I, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, you're not cutting me off. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like putting two and two together. I have been working with a particular couple for quite some time. And one of my assignments to her to help her get in touch with, you know, what turned her on uh, is to have some solitary masturbatory experiences where she just pays attention to her body, okay. pays attention to what's going through her mind so that she can recreate that when she wants to. Okay. Because she has been under the assumption that she does not have a sex drive. Right. And she's learning that, no, she just has to touch herself before that sex drive kicks in. Okay. But when it kicks in, she is able to be orgasmic. Mm -hmm. So she's been thinking that there's something broken and wrong with her all this time because she doesn't want sex like her husband does. But the reality is I don't consider that broken if you just need to be touched first because sometimes we need to act our way into a new way of feeling right. rather than feel our way into a new way of acting. Right. So what if it requires physical touch before you get turned on? Is it Does that mean that you're not a sexual person? Well, Heavens no. Yeah, at the same time, so what if it, it requires pursuit before you get turned on? Because I have a fundamental belief that women in general, and this is a total stereotype, so send your emails to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com to, <laughs> to tell me the exceptions to this. And earmark it. I have a problem with Corey. Yeah, Corey, stereotype. you're wrong. You, that's too broad of a brush. I get it. Send it. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Anyway, I have a belief that women are wired and designed to be receptive, not initiative, when it comes to their sex life. I think there's times where, yes, they're going to initiate it, but that's in the context of a relationship where they have a baseline level of vulnerability already, trust, known, you know, lots of other things involved. In general, though, women are just not sexually aggressive. Okay. I, I, they I can agree get with what there. you're saying, but I do agree that it's a big, broad brushstroke. Yes, it is. I hear from women every week who are bemoaning the fact that they're the ones initiating their little hearts out. Yeah. They are naked. They are showing him their tits. I mean, they're doing everything that they know to do to get him turned on. And he's just sexually checked out. Yep. So I do think that there are some men on the planet. Granted, it's probably a small percentage, but those small percentage of men are married to women who are very, very sexually frustrated with uh-huh. the fact he doesn't seem to be a sexual being. Right. What am I supposed to do? And because of that stereotype that all men are sexual beings, they start, the women start thinking, what's wrong with what's me? What's wrong with me? Yep. That he wouldn't possibly want me. And then when you couple that with him looking at other women in porn and masturbating instead of having sex with her, oh my gosh, talk about a low blow. I mean, if there's any such thing as castration for women, that that has to be yeah. one of the lowest blows you can think of. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And it's, it's, that's the, the struggle is that lots of times, if you look at it through the context, women that are, are the high desire, they give up faster than a, the man that's the high desire because rejection is harder to take for most women. They take it far more personally right. than men do. Right. Men are like, okay, fine, not tonight. I'll try again in the morning. Right. And women will sulk about it for days and yeah, weeks. Yeah, men, men have a little bit of a baseball mentality of, I know I might have another time at bat, so yeah. that's okay. Women, 
they don't they don't usually have that kind of context because they're the rejection well look at it this way <laughs> i haven't even thought of it this way look at just the biological uh makeup of a man you got the penis that's outside the body in a sense and you got a vagina for a woman that's inside the body so women right. take the rejection as an internal thing men take it as all right you just rejected an appendage of mine okay <laughs> very, i i totally get that okay it is it is a very intimate personal thing mm -hmm. for a woman to feel as if i want sex with a human being and he has rejected me right this is this is goes along the same lines and this is probably a topic for another show that Dr. Schnarch has made a comment that it would have been a whole lot easier if God would have just created women with two vaginas. Because she could one give, that she could just give she could to give him. one to her partner and one to her keep for herself <laughs> rather than fighting over just one. <laughs> I, I think that the same could be true for his penis too, though. It, it, it possibly could be. There are probably many wives who just wish that they could have a penis from their husband without going to the trouble of trying to initiate, trying to mm -hmm. overcome whatever hurdles, distractions he has going on. But I, I just want to kind of he tackle head on the idea that there's a difference between I have no sex drive and I may have no baseline sex drive, but I can get into it with the right prodding, pursuing relationship contact, you know, con you know, just, I can, I can be wooed. I can be pursued. I can, I can be brought around to the idea and sometimes it might be like trying to scale Everest, but I can get there rather than the, the woman that's, or even the man, but I'm, I'm thinking more in the context of the wife, that the wife that has no interest at all in sex. I mean, that's a, I think that's a different topic than what we're talking about. This is more just, if you have no baseline drive or thought of sex throughout your day, throughout your year, <laughs> I don't know if there's everything, anything wrong with that. If, you can, if you're still a, a sexual woman that gets into that idea of who you are. are, are Can you be responsive when it comes your way? Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Can you be So there's a difference between sexually responsive and sexually frigid. Right. Is that what you're saying? There is. Okay. Now, I know what a lot of men are thinking right now. I have talked with enough men who are so frustrated by the fact that she never initiates. He feels as if the ball stays in his court he doesn't feel like it's a very fun tennis match when she never initiates she right. never serves right however you're saying that he just needs to reframe that yes so what if she doesn't initiate as long as she responds on right. occasion it's, it's, it's what do you focus on because what you focus on grows so if you focus right. on all the time that she's never initiating but she is a fantastic partner in the middle of sex she's totally into it She's game for what you want. She's even initiating a couple things in the middle of it, saying, hey, whoa, 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 no, hold, let's do this. And She's spicing so, things so up. So all of a sudden, she's initiating in the matter of it rather than before, but you're still focusing on the fact that, well, you never pursue me. Well, yes, she is. It's just not at the beginning. I like that. I mean, I, I think so many couples need to hear that. So, so encapsulate it again. Say it again. <laughs> well, I'm I'm serious. It, I, I think that this could be a game changer. Well, I think it's the idea of paradigm shift for uh, a lot of couples. Right. Let's 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 boil it down to this: what you focus on grows. And yeah. so, if you are so frustrated because your your partner never initiates sex, but and this is the big compliment, you know, the sandwich kind of a thing, but you are married to somebody that is a sexually active being with you what's the big deal <laughs> that, that they don't ever initiate? What if, because maybe the nature of the system is that's your job. 
And you just need to come to grips with, okay, if, if I want sex in my life, it's up to me to pursue it with my partner. And especially when I know I have a partner that more often than not, maybe, or even just part of the time is totally into it with me. I need to just reframe that on what am I focusing on? I completely agree. Completely agree. And so, uh, yeah, for the man uh, approaching a woman who is more responsive than initiative, um, he needs to touch her. He needs to caress her. He needs to have some non-sexual touch with her. Uh, I think that I think that for women to be expected to go from zero to a hundred of just yeah I haven't touched you mm -mm. for days and days but now I want to put my penis inside your vagina mm -hmm. yeah I don't think that it's going to happen that way mm -mm. Um, so definitely some non-sexual touch for women will get them warmed up but I wonder if maybe for the woman who's listening to this and going okay is my husband sexually responsive I I don't know I haven't really tested the theory I've always just been angry that he hasn't been initiating with me for so long maybe if you were to offer him a massage, if it has a happy ending or not is beside the point, but just, I want to play with your penis. Do you think that most men would be like, yeah, I can let you do that. Do you think that most men would be okay with that? Well, uh, and now you're going broad brush. Um, <laughs> All right, correct me. <laughs> because yeah, but then if you got the guys that they have performance anxiety, they have ED issues, they have a whole yeah. lot, a whole bunch of other things. So it's like I don't want to. That's wanna, a scary. Why do I want to go into that arena when, uh, you know, I may not stand up in, during this, and you know, so it's just. I wish that men would not have that performance pressure to that degree to where they felt as if if I can't keep it hard, I'm not even gonna start the race because it really. It's not about, I mean, for a mature woman, I mean, granted, there are much younger women who know nothing about the fact that biologically a man slows down in his later years or when he's stressed or distracted or whatever, but it, it's more about the touch, the energy, the passion, the oral sex, the digital penetration. I mean, that, that's what causes a woman to orgasm far more often than right. intercourse. So what difference does it make that your penis may not be hard the whole time? Right. Get over that. Yeah. Especially if your wife is telling you that she doesn't care about that. She just wants to be close to you. She just wants play. Right. And so let's take this out even further to, um, I think of this as just a whole relational dynamic. It's not just a sexual component that if you're, you're in your marriage, how often are you pursuing your partner? Not and just sexually, but just, just pursuing them, saying okay. that you're important the to you, me. The, the way you do sex is the way you do right. life. You're, you're important to me. I'm interested in you. Um, you know, I, I want to hang out with you. I enjoy life with you. You know, what, what if we did this? How do you steal them away for a little bit of moments here and there? And, and so how do you kind of keep that on the forefront? I mean, I have said, this is the statement I made years ago when when uh gina and i were doing the show and and that's it's kind of it's also the statement that made pam stop listening um oh, oops <laughs> because well because i made the comment of i'm always trying to close when it comes to our my sex life with my wife i'm yeah. always trying to close i mean that's just it's it's just a part of my wiring now I, mm -hmm. and i've and i've grown to this this isn't just a natural function this is just something i just have it on my forefront of I may not have sex every night. That's not even the point. But I'm always thinking of, okay, I need to make sure she knows I'm into her sexually right. and otherwise. I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I want in her pants 
You know, <laughs> that's just a reality. Yeah. Yep. So when she goes, how do you, you always bring that up? I'm like, yes, I do. You know, I will, I'm not going to apologize for that, <laughs> but I, cause I'm also no, I'm not crossing a line with yeah. it. But what made her stop listening is when, when she heard that and then, you know, she found herself two, three days later, I did something around the house that just kind of was out of character. I don't remember what it was. It was just, it was like, I'd noticed something, I fixed it and, and she's, he just wants sex. That's what, that was her immediate thought. <laughs> and so she found herself kind of, I don't need to know all that about your brain. You know, some of the things I'm best not knowing it and letting the whole system just work <laughs> the way it can. So it's the idea that I need to be who I am and go after what I want in my relationship context to make sure that my wife, that Pam knows I'm into her. I want to do life with her. I want to get our kids out of the house as fast as possible so that yeah. we can have some empty nest, you know, nakedness again. And, there you go. and some of that kind of stuff that it's just, all right, I'm not ashamed of that anymore. And I think that's, if you're talking about a marriage where one partner may not have a, a, an overt interest in sex, but they can get there, well, then up the way you live your life outside of the bedroom and be proactive about it, be overt about it. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that makes total sense. Uh, Corey, I want to ask you this question. And this may be stereotypical too. <laughs> We're already, hey, the brushes are out. So let's just keep painting. <laughs> let's just keep painting. Yep. Um, do you think that it would be more acceptable in a man's mind to accept the fact that he just needs to be the initiator because she has a tendency to be more the responder than vice versa? Because I'm thinking, how would I feel if I had to be the one to initiate all the time yeah, yeah and that, i'm not sure that i would be okay with right. that i see that's the difference of the men male female right i i'm i'm okay with initiating some of the time because mm -hmm. i want my husband to feel sexy i want him to know that i think he has the body of a god and i'm not talking about buddha either i mean my husband has a great body especially for a 54 year old man but i mean even if he wasn't that age i mean he has a really nice body i want him to feel sexy in his skin i want him to feel as if his wife desires him i wouldn't never want i would never want him to feel as if he has to look elsewhere for his sexual energy mm -hmm. i want him to know that your bread is buttered at home and and that i'm i'm open mm -hmm. and so i initiate mm -hmm. on occasion but i don't want to initiate every single time because i want to feel the same way i want to feel as if he loves my body. Yep. He wants to be with me. Yep. He thinks I'm really cool. He really enjoys, you know, being with me. So I, I think that it has to be the extreme situation where a couple just, just accepts that they're relegated to a role of I'm always the initiator and he or she is always the responder. But for the most part, I just really encourage couples to have it be a tennis match, to have it be back and forth sure. because everybody, well, I can't say everybody loves to be pursued because of the show. That's true. I, I, I get it. Some people don't, but I think that by and large, most people love to be pursued or at least feel desirable. Even if they don't want to say yes in that moment, they like feeling desirable, but talk to us about that email that we, uh, or actually it didn't come to me, it came to you, um, about the woman who was just like, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not, I'm, I'm, just, oh, I'm just not uh, going to do it. Thanks for sharing it with me. Okay. I, I guess she knew that she knew better than to include me on it. Cause I would have maybe like, you um, need to come to one of my women at the well works. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. This is, this is from a listener that, um, heard some of the shows like the general information, but anytime we got to, uh, too much information, there's some things that just don't need to be shared. 
See, and, and that's what I think most people enjoy about this show—that it is too much information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's refreshing. And well, uh, my hope is that my hope is that we're sharing too much information, and we're we're right in line with you know. I'm I'm glad to know I'm not abnormal. That I think yeah. that too. And yeah, chew up the meat, spit out the yeah. bones. If it's too much information for you. But the the struggle is, husband is interested in sex. She wants absolutely nothing to do with it, and she is adamant and puts as much energy into avoiding the subject as he does trying to pursue the subject. And she's overt about that. She's blatant about that. She makes no apology. Right. And she says the harder he pursues her, the harder she will con- she will yep. continue yep. to resist. And I think that that is one of the most cruel things that I have ever heard. I mm-hmm. think that if you come into marriage thinking that sex shouldn't be a requirement, you shouldn't get married in the first place. Isn't that what marriage is supposed to be all about? The place where you can experience and express your desires, well, experience okay. intimacy, I get it. comfort, yep. connection, orgasm, all that. I, How can you expect your partner to give that up? I agree, but I want to take the should out of it, and I want to just make it a, a more accurate. If, that's, if you want to change the rules, be honest about it and let your partner make the decisions they want to make. Don't In play other words, this high. If they don't, want to look outside. Absolutely, you have to if, give them if, that freedom. If, if I want to make the call of, you know what, I don't ever want to have sex again with you, Pam, and I know that changes the rules. I know it's not what you signed up for, but this is just where I am in my life, and I totally understand if that means you are going to leave. I'm not holding you accountable for leaving. I'm a part of this too, because I'm changing the rules. I think that that's being as upfront well, and open and honest that's about the reality. your intentions. That's as, the reality. I can't your control. Is about yep, theirs. I cannot control what my partner chooses based on my choices. In other words, you can't hold them hostage. Well, I would hold. I like as much as I like to think I can, because sometimes hostage sex is fun. But anyway, um, <laughs> as long as I can be the pirate, I'm okay. <laughs> like Jennifer Nettles says. <laughs> Fair but it's, it's just that idea that it, you got to look at the nature of a system in the relationship that all I'm responsible for is me and I cannot steal my partner's choices, which is often what we try to do. I don't ever want to have sex again and I don't want you to leave me. Well, you don't have the second choice of that. You have the first. Right. And you have to be willing. If he's saying, look, I don't want to live a a non-sexual life, even if it's, you know, for the rest of my life. So if this is not something that's going to happen here, okay then I can make some decisions if I need to. Wow. And so I just want to make sure our listeners understand we are not being prescriptive. No, 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 no. We are being descriptive. Uh, yeah. This is just what happens in marriage. Right. We're, we're not, we're not saying go out and cheat. If you're married to someone who's not interested in sex, yep. we're simply saying that if someone comes to that conclusion, what right does the partner who's withholding have to say, no, you can't do that when, right. When they're not playing the marriage is a game well, that involves sex, and if they if they refuse to play the game, I can see look, how. Look it, at it, it, look at it this way though: they're trying to get their partner to give up on a desire, just like their partner's trying to give them to give up on a desire. Yeah, it's just one of them desires to have it, and the other desires not. Right. To. So who says either one is right? Wow. It's just that's, a reality a of if you're gonna before. if you're gonna make that call, make the call. That's fine. I don't have any problem with that, but be willing to take the hit for what you make the call about. And be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to sneak around, hide it, pretend like it's not mm-hmm. happening, because that's gonna do so much more damage yep. than this the wow. same it's the same thing as that we carry into this with um, uh, the idea of monogamy. You know, I wanna be in a monogamous relationship with my wife. 
She does not owe me for it. I can't five years later say, look, I haven't screwed anybody else, so now you can't. You know, all I can do is say, I'm choosing this. And if you choose not to, I just ask you have the courtesy and the respect to be honest with me and tell interesting. me. Very interesting. Okay, it goes back to the bait and switch concept. Yep. And you and I had talked off air about how, you know, if I walk into a car dealership and I think <laughs> I'm getting one thing in a car, but then at closing, they switch it and now I'm getting something totally different. I would walk out of that dealership and I would go somewhere else. Right. And I guess you're saying that that's often what happens in a marriage relationship of when they thought they were going to have a quote normal sex life within marriage. And then they learn that, yeah, yeah no, that's not going to well, happen for can, me at all. Cause can't you hear the arguments of you're saying you would cheat on me just because you can't have sex here. You know, that's, that's kind of the reaction of the person that's going to give it up right. versus you're saying you're okay. Not ever having sex again, even if that means we, I leave. Yeah. Because that's the, it paints the person that wants sex into a bad corner because they look bad. They look like the bad guy. Right. Of, oh, I stepped out of my marriage because there was nothing going on. And when, which came first? <laughs> chicken. <Yeah. laughs> egg. Wait, egg. No, chick Yeah. That's because yeah. that's the nature of a system. There's not linear causality here. That's why all we can do is be honest with who we are and be willing to take the hit for what we choose. And that's where it comes down to let's go back to this whole sex is sex a natural function? Yes, for the procreation of the species is my belief. Okay. Should there be a natural baseline libido? Who says? <laughs> you know? Maybe for some people, but not all people. Right. That's not I don't know if that's always the case. So it's, I would rather look at, are you with somebody that is sexually responsive? Do they get engaged? Do you know the buttons to push? Do you know how to pursue them? And if you all you're doing is focusing on the fact that we don't ever have sex, but in reality you do, then you need to change your game. They don't need to necessarily change theirs. Yeah, just celebrate the fact that they're responsive, that when you touch them in the right place, they warm up and they get on board. Hallelujah, have yeah. fun. Knock yourself out. Right, but, but also change your game to realize, okay, wait. You know what? I'm going to stop focusing on the fact that I get rejected and, and you don't initiate it. I mean, because how many times have you crawled into bed with your partner and you both know sex is going to happen because there's been, you know, the fires have been stoked. But there's that momentary you're lying by each other waiting for the other to make the move. So it's a stalemate. And it's like, I thought we both wanted this. And then it turns into a fight and then no sex happens. And it's like, hold on. If Doesn't I'm, have to be that way. If I'm interested in it and I've kind of pursued it, why would I stop? And what difference does it make who pursues? It, well, what, what difference does it make who starts the game? As long as you have fun playing well, the game. Well, but that goes back to your comment earlier. Of, you, know, you pursue Greg because you want him to know. Yeah. He's, and that's the same thing. I think men are going to be saying the same thing. I want my wife. I want to know my wife is into me. Yeah. And if she is, I, I want to challenge him. If she's responsive to you in bed, she's into you. There you go. Let that be enough. <laughs> that's it. Because you know the <laughs> buttons to push and you know... So if you want some more, then live a better life and be a better pursuer, and that probably will bring it about, too. Yep, and, and affirm her for what she does do for you. Stop focusing on the yeah. little thing that she doesn't do in the very beginning. All right, well, this has been, been Sex and Marriage show. Radio. You got till tomorrow, midnight, if you're listening when the day this airs, to save 50 bucks on the getaway. We hope to see yep. you there. Indeed. Love you for listening.